0: Something. The podcast where I indulge my nerdy love of research, and then I pass on the most interesting tidbits to you. I'm Melissa.
1: And I'm Everett.
0: So first things first, I have one kind of housekeeping issue to address. We finally have an email address for any and all questions, comments, corrections, episode suggestions, general saying hello. Anything is fine. Um, it's something 4 at gmail.com. And that's the numeral four, not the word four, because I'm not very original, apparently. Um, And moving on. The reason this episode is so special. I'm very excited. We have guest stars on our podcast today. Um, So I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you here.
2: Hi, my name is Warren. You can also find me on Discord under the name Shinobi Opie Enthusiast, which I believe will tell you everything about my repugnant personality. (laughs) All in one statement. Yes. (laughs) It's a very quick encapsulation of my interests. Glad to be here. Thank you.
3: Nice. Oh, howdy, howdy, howdy. Hey, my name is Tron. Tron on Discord. Find me there. I am a professional delinquent lurker and full-time (laughs) A-word.
0: Awesome. Are we allowed to
2: swear? Uh,
0: no. Oh, really? I believe I did not mark this as explicit, so let's try to keep it okay PG.
2: that's a good it's a good thing i asked before i started running over my mouth
0: to talk about that uh so thank you so much both of you for taking time out of your day to do this not everyone would want to take a quiz about something ridiculous for the amusement of others um everyone at home i do encourage you to play along at least rounds one and two would be pretty fun and you can just answer the questions grab a pen and paper or you know
2: in your head, digital
0: device, any anything like that is fine.
2: Well, you know when I hear quiz, I just come running. That's I love trivia, you know. I, is I actually is fine. I can see really you doing do. that
1: though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't very good sarcasm when it seems to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I legitimately love Jeopardy. I'll just play Jeopardy by myself. Yeah,
2: yeah, me too. Fun. Yeah, I love
0: Jeopardy. When they have it on Netflix, I'm so excited, the new ones, but... Oh, they have it on Netflix these days? Yeah, but they, they cycle through a few seasons at a time only, so I, like, binge them really? really quickly, and then they're done, and I'm, oh, I'm so sad again. That's
2: weird. Yeah. They mm-hmm. um, just feel like not having everything up at once? I guess so. I don't know. Here's I do Netflix works. It's probably like a rice... <laughs> Anyways, I'm distracting you. Why don't you go on?
0: Before we do our test, I'm going to make everyone sit through a very, very short introduction of Pliny and his amazing work, Natural History. Um, But don't worry, like, it's not like stuff that's going to be on the test. You don't have to pay attention to this part. Don't take notes. This is not what the test is going to be about. Okay, I'm just going
2: to drink my coffee then.
0: You can totally do that. That works. Um, and, And before we start, I just want everyone to understand, there's no way you should know the correct answers to any of these questions. This is not like you can use logic to figure out the answer. You will not do better than random chance. So it's still you're amazing. Yeah, basically.
1: Okay, yeah. great. Ugh, yeah. That's yeah. So no
0: pressure. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is no pressure on no one should do better than random chance. Yay.
3: Thanks for coming on my show. Anyways, I love random um, chance. If there's probability, I might stand a chance. Okay. So that's exciting. Exactly.
0: Yes. So um, before we set off for my episode, um, I use a translation of Natural History by Dr. John Bostock which is found at perseus.tufts.edu, uh, if you want to read it. But there's lots of different translations, which are slightly different. Um, all right, shall we get started?
1: Yeah, how about you, well, not really teach us something in this case, quiz us something.
0: Well, first I'm going to teach you something. Okay, fine. That's what I said you, can you can had to first. listen to. Yeah, you weren't listening to me, were you?
2: <laughs>
1: I was getting I you mentally... said you didn't have to listen. <laughs> yeah. I was getting mentally prepared and following instructions all at the same time, so...
0: All right, all right.
1: You're a multitasker. All right, go
0: ahead and turn off your ears now. Tell you about Pliny. Okay. Okay. Pliny was born as Gaius Plinius Secundus in 23 CE in a place called Como. Um, actually looked it up. It's on this really beautiful lake, a few kilometers southeast of the Italian border with Switzerland. Um, Oh,
2: so in Lombardy, as it would later be known.
0: I don't know geography. Thank you for that contribution. I have no (laughs) idea.
2: (laughs) <laughs> all right well that's all for me i guess that's i actually, guess i'm just gonna go uh,
0: roll I think you, away I think you won the me, quiz and that's
2: it this is me now. rolling away
0: <laughs> good job i yeah i had no idea because i know nothing nothing about uh about lombardy so thank you um but Plains family was members of the equestrian class which is a, the second highest of the property-based classes in rome they're immediately below the senators
1: do the equestrians all have horses
0: uh it was something like that. It started with cavalry people riding horses in battle oh, okay. because they were better than other anyways. Romans were, were super obsessed were with horses? hierarchies.
2: Maybe they all were horses. Maybe um, they were centaurs. Yeah.
0: Um only if they were rich because to be okay. in the equestrian <laughs> class in Pliny's day no poor the centaurs. minimum <laughs> the minimum property threshold was a 100,000 denarii. And I tried to figure out what that would mean in real money. Um and the best I have to give you is that uh, a skilled laborer could expect to earn one denarius a day.
2: Wow! So okay.
0: Pliny Stanley was rich. Um, he worked as a navy and army commander, which makes sense because the equestrian class was the only ones who were allowed to be a senior officer. Um, he was also a philosopher, naturalist, lawyer, author. You know, everyone in the past seemed to do everything. Yeah, everything. Um, he wrote a Renaissance lot
2: of- men before the Renaissance. Yeah, polymaths
0: right. or whatever. He wrote about launching and throwing things while on horseback a lot. He was really obsessed with that for a while and, like, war history. Um, because, like, Nero was really crazy. And he didn't that. want, like, Pliny was pretty sure if he wrote anything controversial whatsoever that Nero would come get him. So then he just wrote grammar for a while. And it's really okay. boring and I didn't include any of that. So um, you say he
2: wrote, like, he wrote textbooks? About
0: grammar, yeah. Like, about grammar. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, then the Sounds next- like a fun guy. Well, but, but you haven't heard the fun part yet. Okay. Because Vespasian becomes emperor. And Pliny and Vespasian are really good friends. So then Pliny starts to write crazy things. And that's how we got natural history. Um, in fact, Pliny actually dedicated natural history to Vespasian because he was, I don't know, maybe just so happy he could write what he wanted. Or maybe they are just really good friends. I don't know. But it's dedicated to Vespasian.
1: Or maybe they're just both crazy. I mean,
2: dedicating a book to the emperor is usually a pretty good idea.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that also generally works too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he publishes the first 10 books of natural history, which, you know, in Latin, Naturalis historia in 77 C. Um, And what it is was a giant compendium of everything that he um, thought (laughs) they knew at the time. Um, It's like he did some of his own research, but mostly he just compiled what everyone else found out. So it was the first encyclopedia. And that's why I think it's so cool. Um, so it ends up being 37 books long in the end, which is 10 volumes. Um, the rest of it was published after Pliny died by his nephew, Pliny the Younger.
2: <laughs> ah, so he was Pliny the You know, I, I had a feeling of like, <laughs> there are two Pliny's, right? Like the young one and yes. the not one young? Yes. Not not young. Yeah, Pliny the. Sorry, I'm not anyone. a professional. Pliny the Younger
0: was words. Pliny the Elder's heir because he didn't have his own children. so
2: He yeah. was too busy writing about grammar.
0: Well, yeah. yes. And then, you know, speaking of, you know, being dead, he died <laughs> in 79 CE. You know, if his book was published after he was dead, he must have died, yes. Uh, he probably died in Pompeii. The story goes that he oh, sails his ship. Yeah, he sails his ship to Pompeii during the eruption of Vesuvius because his friend Rectina was stuck there. And the story goes that he did not save her and they died. But it might mm. be kind of apocryphal and maybe that's not really what happened, but I'm going to stick with it's a good I mean, story. A yeah, story.
2: I mean, they could make a movie about that. They could. You Probably know, I've, I've got expertise like in throwing things from horseback. I'm going to ride into Pompeii on a horse and, like, I don't know, fire a, a hook shot <laughs> to into this it. woman to to and it. try to try get her out. And uh, surprise, surprise, doesn't work.
0: One out yeah. of those 37 books, like an entire book, was about launching a spear or javelin from horseback. It was way too much. Way wow! Too much. Yes. Yeah. Are,
2: sure? Are we sure he wasn't a Mongol?
0: You, I want to I, see the
3: guy's face when he first mounts a horse. He gets up on that horse and goes, oh, and the wind goes through his mane of his hair and he flicks it like Fabio and he goes, oh, I know my calling. Yeah. Just starts picking up shit and throwing it on the horse. Like,
0: woo! Yeah. Sounds exciting.
1: It does sound exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah. So now let's get into Natural History which to me is just amazing when you consider the like magnitude and the legacy of being the first encyclopedia. Um, so, some facts. Pliny and his assistants went through over 2,000 different volumes by 100 different authors and picked 20,000 different facts for this book. Um, the table of contents is over 70 pages long if you translate it to English. So, it's, it's, that's the table of contents, yeah. Uh, it contains all the trees and plants and rocks and animals and humans and space and history and everything, everything. Uh, for example, books three through six all have the title, an account of countries, nations, seas, towns, havens, mountains, rivers, distances, and peoples who now exist or formerly existed. <laughs> so, you know, he, he goes hard. Nice. He tries. Yeah. He's yeah. going to figure everything out. Um, so he has other chapters titled things like slaves for which a high price has been given. <laughs> or the most okay. chaste matrons. Sign of
2: <laughs> oh. oh. Men
0: whom the gods have pronounced to be the most happy.
2: The, okay.
0: Yeah. And yeah, these chapters are just like lists of people. This slave sold for this much. This slave sold for this much. Mm. This person was blessed by this god. This person. Like, it's just like, it's just lists.
2: <laughs> like those early books of the Bible where it's just like a genealogy. Yes,
0: this guy begat this guy. Yeah. Who begat this guy? Yes. seemed
2: to be a thing back then. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so... The thing is, though, that compiling all that information didn't leave plenty much time for fact-checking, or he didn't care. Um, so, Right. <laughs> he wrote about people with backwards-facing feet and 16 toes, and people who communicated with barks. And he described a boy who rode to and from school on a dolphin. Oh. He wrote about the origin of the mineral cinnabar, which apparently was a battle between an elephant and a dragon. And then their blood combined, and ta-da, you get cinnabar. Cool, cool story. Yeah. Nice. He wrote about elephants walking to the river for a purification ritual at the new moon and then carrying their offspring in a procession afterwards, which is totally what elephants do. A
2: That's new cool. moon?
0: Uh, yes, new moon means like when it's dark, like there's no moon.
2: Oh, right. It's a time period, right? Yes. I was I was thinking of the physical place. Um, yeah, or the twilight. We already place. have a moon. Why moon. do we need a new moon? <laughs> Got it.
0: Anyways, no, no, the the phase of the moon. Yes, yes. So, I like this thing he wrote about octopuses, so I included it. He said about octopuses no animal is more savage in causing the death of a man in the water. Like, what are octopuses? (laughs) This is why (laughs) I do
3: not like them. They are my nemesis. Oh, I think I'm so excited cool. and frightened by them. <laughs> Anything that can fit through the, the hole of a the size of a hole of a quarter and has a beak, get out of here. Yeah, I, I can do that. That's true.
1: It's probably what Pliny was thinking too.
3: Yeah, I'm cracking. So, no, so, gold.
1: So, so it is yeah. Pliny, not Pliny. I
3: think it's Pliny. So of plan- I Pliny of Pliny.
0: Pliny of
1: Pliny. Okay, well, I'll say Pliny, and then we'll have our bases covered.
0: Okay, I'm going to call him the big send. D. Send in
1: your He's emails, gonna... folks. Send
2: your, your you can, emails, please. I think you
0: can say it however you want, and I'm okay with it. That guy. I
2: mean, we're probably all pronouncing it wrong. Anyways. I
0: don't think we'll offend yeah. him. Yeah.
2: There's some kind of Latin that's like... You sure it's not written in one Poonie. of those books? It's probably like pooney or something. Oh. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Poonie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I did. not take Latin
2: in high school. Right? I did, and I did and you
0: take Latin did, in right. High you did take Latin and, in high school school. and university. So I'm gonna say it's not that. That's that's my All expertise right. kicking in. It's not that. That's for sure. Um, I also like what he wrote about bear cubs. He said bear cubs are born as a shapeless lump of white flesh, and they must be gradually licked into shape by their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems <laughs> obvious. Good job, oh, Gosh. Um, Licked
2: into shape. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's good. That's good stuff.
0: Yeah. So I do think, though, that the most interesting and ridiculous things in the encyclopedia are Pliny's fake medical cures. Um, Like, let's face it, we knew nothing about our bodies for the very longest time, and Pliny tried his best, but he was all wrong about everything. Um, As you do. Yeah. I mean, like, he recommended treating a scorpion sting by mixing scorpion ashes into wine and drinking it. Like, okay. Oh. And then, and then, he's all disgusted about the stupid ideas of other people about treating scorpion stings. He says, the shameless and disgusting researches that have been made will (laughs) quite transcend all belief when we find authors of the very highest repute proclaiming out loud that male seminal fluid is a sovereign remedy for the sting of the scorpion. He's so disgusted of them and their stupid. Oh, to remedies. be fair,
2: that is pretty.
0: Yeah, he outlandish? never. He doesn't <laughs> even have a title in his own encyclopedia called "Remedies Derived from Sexual Congress." I mean, yes, he does. So I don't oh, think he should really? be so up high on his high horse. Yeah, he does. He has a title called "Every Every Chapter." Man, imagine chapter you could just make this
2: stuff up. Just imagine if Girl. you could. Just imagine if you could. If
3: you get, out, if you get to, to the thing first, the yeah. guy, you <laughs> get, get to make that might. stuff up all you want. He's no, like, hey, buddies I buddies
2: with the emperor. Yeah, exactly.
3: Why yeah. exactly. it's dedicated to him? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Plea did sometimes say, like, some people say, or, I'm not sure this one's true. And he did call the Greeks appallingly gullible at one point. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> but I'm Greek. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then... <laughs> My last <laughs> fact about Pliny is the reason he put oh, so many boy. medical cures in his book. He hated doctors. He said that they knew nothing and they would take your money and they would kill you and have no consequence. In his mind, at least he was giving you advice for free.
1: Oh, but you had to buy the encyclopedia.
0: Uh, I doubt it. I <laughs> <You just laughs> don't have to think they mass the produced import. books right. back then, but I'm not certain, you know. I well, don't especially know one
2: with know? what? How many volumes of that? 30, 20?
0: 37. Yeah.
2: 37, books. there you go. Pricey,
1: pricey encyclopedia. I
2: mean, you had to write all of them by hand in those days, so...
1: Yeah.
0: And he had to work all day, and he could only do this at night, so... Joke's on you, most people can't read. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's also true, yes.
3: It's time for the quiz. Okay. It's
0: time for the quiz. Quiz nice. me. I love um, quizzes. This is... this is. I know I call this the Plenty of Elder quiz show sometimes, but it's really a, the natural history quiz show. Everything that I'm going to ask about is from the natural history, because... It's from the natural history. Be- I mean, come it's on. Did you is. hear all the yeah. other stuff that he said? It's just so funny. Um, so here's how the game works. Three rounds. Round one is standard multiple choice questions. Round two is multiple choice again, but our players will pick the topics. And the third and final round is our Mickey, Eppy, Wordy creative round. in which I like the name of that. In which... <laughs> That's totally because you didn't make it up. Not at all. Not even even right before we started recording this. Did did you make that up?
2: No. Yes. I would never do that. Um, Never. I've never made up anything in my life.
0: Okay. I'm glad you're being honest. Okay. So (laughs) rounds one and two. Like I said, perfect for you guys to play along at home. So uh, get ready. Our first question is about the difference between males and females in the womb. So according to natural history, if it's a male that's conceived, the color of the pregnant woman is more healthy, the birth is less painful. In the conception of a child of the other sex, which like, honestly, Pliny, the other sex, anyways, (laughs) Um, all the symptoms are totally different. The mother experiences an almost insupportable weight. There's a slight swelling of the legs and the groin. Just slight though. So Pliny says the first movements from a male child is going to be around the 40th day. For a female child, when are the first movements of the child felt? A, day 30, B, day 50, C, day 90, or D, day 100? Once again, that is 30, 50, 90, 100. All right. Let me know when you're ready.
2: All set.
0: All right. Answer?
2: I said C because he's going to think women are lazy.
1: Answer. I say D because it seemed the most extreme.
3: Oh, I went C because a quarter's plenty time for me. It is C, day
0: 90. High five. Apparently you feel the male child a month and a half in, which I can tell you is not correct, and the female child around day 90, according to Pliny. Um, After we're born, Pliny has some more ideas about the differences between males and females. He says, the dead bodies of men float upon the back, those of women with the face downwards, as if after death, nature were desirous of sparing their modesty. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, Pliny's, yeah.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So the, the next question is also about pregnancy. Pliny had some strange ideas about what effects the mother has on the baby. Um, he puts like, in my opinion, too much pressure on pregnant people. He says the mode of walking and indeed everything that could ever be mentioned is a consequence in the case of a woman who is pregnant. So literally, if she walks too fast, too slow, you know, sits too much, too little, you know, everything she does is going to do something to her baby. So, hmm. for example... If a woman uses too much salted meat while pregnant, according to Pliny, what body part will her baby be born without? Oh okay. A hair, B nails, C lips, or D tear ducts. That is hair, nails, lips, or tear ducts.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna say D because like your tears are kinda salty. So like maybe there's a connection there.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say A because Lots of babies are born without hair.
3: Oh, I went with D because I like ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I magic. love it. I love it. I like it too. I like love the it.
0: Well, the answer is actually B nails. They'll be born without nails. Oh, and uh, your reasoning there on the tear ducks was actually why I included that as a fake answer, actually. So we, we think. Alike. Oh, um, Ooh, you got school. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> suffered both of us for two different reasons. Too <laughs> I'm uh, too
2: predictable. Sad.
0: So this part I found funny. Pliny then goes on to say, "Birth is more difficult if they do not hold their breath." <laughs> okay, that's not right.
2: Who? Women or the baby?
0: Women. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Hold on,
2: buddy. The doctors. <laughs> well, the doctors uh, okay. <laughs> could have been the doctors.
3: Yeah. Everybody has to rotate.
2: <laughs> yeah. Someone can't be breathing at <laughs> all times. There must be one person. That's oh, right. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> From experience you have to breathe during birth. Yeah, you actually have to do it. Um, it is fatal too, he says, to yawn during labor. Ooh, yeah. Fatal. I mean, like like no one's to ever yo- been tired during labor and yawned. I don't know. He doesn't say <laughs> to everyone. Does. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone yeah. This one's good too. And abortion ensues if the female should happen to sneeze just after the sexual congress. Which it shows you how much they know about pregnancy because you're not pregnant. Anyways, they don't know anything about pregnancy, but, you know, just sneeze. Amazing. It's the best form of birth control. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, guys. That was a joke. No one takes that. They, they don't <laughs> teach that when It's school. not real. Don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> All right. So Pliny also had lots to say about certain animals more than others, but most of the animals. One of the animals he talked a lot about was elephants. Hmm. So question three is, which of these elephant facts, we're going to be heavy on the air quotes on this one, Does not appear in natural history. A. Cold is the elephant's greatest enemy. Hmm. B. Elephants are subject to a great number of diseases. C. Out of all the animals, elephants have the greatest fear of the mouse. Or D. If you make an elephant drink oil, any weapon will fall off their skin. So which one is not something Pliny said?
1: Will fall off their skin. Cold is the
0: elephant's greatest enemy, subject to a great number of diseases, scared of mice... Or if they drink oil, the weapons will fall off them.
1: Okay.
2: I'm going to go with C here because I feel like that's a recent myth. Because I learned about it in Donkey Kong Country. When you turn into the elephant, and you're scared of rats.
1: I think that's too recent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I went for C as well.
3: Oh, I went for A because I thought they could use their ears like a blanket if it got too cold. Mm. And, like, there was mm. an evolutionary adaptation to,
0: like, Hating Breezes. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that the answer is B. Oh. He actually said elephants are subject to flatulency and to looseness of the bowels, but to no other kinds of diseases. Wow. Um, Pliny started huh. the rumor that elephants were scared of mice.
1: Oh, he
2: started it.
0: That's God. the first place a lot of people have found, yeah, found oh. this fact. Yeah, he he did wow, this, that has lasted
2: a long time, hasn't it? I was gonna say Almost that's 2000 crazy years. how
0: enduring that is. Yeah. Basically. Um Pliny says there are some who say the elephant is pregnant for ten years. And then he goes on to say, but Aristotle doesn't oh. think that. Aristotle thinks it's only two years.
1: Aristotle
0: Aristotle also <laughs> says the female only has one offspring in her entire life. The elephants live to two hundred years old, some to three hundred. Um and so yeah, Pliny's not the only one that makes up weird, crazy things about animals, but you know,
2: Well, wasn't Aristotle the one who came up with the whole, like, everything is, like, four elements of earth, wind, air, fire thing? Yes. Which is definitely true. He was
0: playing on some earlier things, if you would listen to our second ever episode of the podcast. That's the original
3: plot to the fifth element, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just so we know. Aristotle? Yes! (laughs) Leeloo,
0: long deep pass. (laughs) Okay. These next three questions, sorry, not sorry, have to do with menstruation because ancient men have a lot of stuff to say. And all of it's well. Funny. All of not it's just
2: funny. ancient men.
0: Okay. <laughs> There's fair a lot enough. of
2: misinformation true. still floating around, I would say. It's true.
0: I
3: feel um, pressure right now to know more than I
0: probably do. <laughs> It's, you, it's all made up. You have to remember, it's all made up. So, you can't win,
3: crazy. Okay, you can't, got it.
0: No. So he starts off kind of well. He says there's no limit to the marvelous powers attributed to the female, and I was like, oh yay, that's not wrong. Um, but then quickly it turns into Pliny saying that menstrual discharge produces quote the most monstrous effects. Um, oh.
2: So
3: I thought oh, he was wow.
0: exaggerating until he goes on to say what he thinks the effects are. Ooh. So
2: Is this where bears
0: come from?
1: Is this where, <laughs> is <laughs> this where they, they get that anchorman quote from?
0: I don't think <laughs> so. so angry. I don't think this one was funny. Yeah, I'm no. looking for that answer Thanks. in these um, questions here. He says, a pregnant mare will miscarry if a menstruating woman touches her. She'll also <laughs> miscarry if she sees a woman who is menstruating for the first time after the loss of her virginity. Or if she sees Ooh, a woman good. who is menstruating for the first time and is still a virgin. Oh, and oh. of course, a human woman would miscarry if she touches the blood. Fair enough, right? Or if she steps over it. What would
3: it be on the ground?
0: And. Wow, that's Where specific. else are you going to put it? If a dog tastes menstrual discharge, it will be seized with madness. Their bite will turn venomous and incurable. Venomous. Wow. And incurable.
1: Basically, turns into, like, a Komodo dragon.
0: Watch yourselves, exactly. Is this where they
1: think rabies came from? I don't oh, know. Oh, good point. Women?
2: Maybe. Did yeah. you come up with rabies?
0: Well, I mean, that sounds like something they blame us for. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Okay. Okay, so according to natural history, menstruating women can cause everyone and everything massive problems simply by being anywhere nearby. So, which of these monstrous effects of menstruation are not found oh. in Pliny's encyclopedia?
1: Okay. okay.
0: A- She will dull mirrors and blunt steel edges simply by looking at them. Good. B, she will turn wine sour and seeds sterile from just walking by. C, she will kill any swarm of bees with her gaze alone. Or D, she will spoil the milk of the goats if she only trades in their pastures. Hmm. So dull mirrors and steel edges, turn wine and sour, kill bees, spoil milk.
1: Okay. Fine.
0: All right.
2: I'm going to say A because I don't know if they had invented steel by that point. Had they invented steel by that point? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. We're going to okay.
1: find out. Uh, I said C because it's in the upper half, but not the last answer of the letters I could choose. Fair enough. Upper <laughs> half? Yeah. If A and B are in the lower half and C and D are in the upper half.
0: Like opposites?
2: Why would they be in
0: but, the yeah, A and B decent. come
2: first? Why would they be in the lower yeah, half? Is
0: this decent. like an upper
1: Canada, lower Canada thing? It might be. You count up from the letters, basically.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. It's perfectly logical. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's as good a reason as any to pick an answer in this
3: game.
2: That's true. That's a good point.
3: And what did you say? I chose C. I chose the Bs. Okay. I thought, like... Oh, this like Nick guy would... Yeah, exactly. The Bs! The Bs! I thought this guy would not actually know much about bees because they are mean, and he probably just threw some shit at them.
2: Oh, javelin from a horse. Yeah, from a yeah.
3: horse. He actually threw the bees at bees from the horse. <laughs> Didn't actually spend a lot of time with them after they got angry, and thought, you know what, we're gonna omit this.
0: Yeah, that's so funny. Sounds right. You're me. half right and half wrong. It's not the right answer, but Pliny mm. does talk about bees some more. And I'm gonna tell you right about it. Oh <laughs> yes. But the answer to that one was D. Not not nothing. She would dull the mirrors and do the steel. She, all that stuff, she would do that. I guess that I did stuff. have steel. She's terrible. Yeah. She's yeah. a freaking scarlet um, witch. So, first of all, all the bad stuff would be entirely neutralized if the woman just carried around a sir mullet all the time, which is a type of fish. <laughs> so, Almost <laughs> oh, like a mace. Like a weapon. No, no a fish. Yeah. She does smell like fish all the time. So, speaking of the swarms of bees, I did want to tell you something else Pliny said, because he did like the bees, but he doesn't know much about bees. He thinks he does, of course. So, he thought... Swarms of bees landing on someone were a happy omen, which kind of went against the common thing at the time, which was that it was a bad omen. Mm. So he said, swarm of bees landed on Plato's lips as an infant, and it was a good omen, and I think that means that A bees, whole swarm? Apparently. <laughs> that's what he says!
2: Well, they'd have to be small bees to fit on a baby's lip.
0: I feel like yeah. it's funny that that's a thing, out of all the things Pliny says that you're, like, surprised about. Anyways, um, he also thought bees were led by a king bee.
1: Oh. and As you would. Yeah. And the
0: bees could not exist without a king is in everywhere in plenty's writings exactly so back on topic you men you have to be very careful during an eclipse of the moon or the sun or during a new moon so I'm glad you know what that is now (laughs) thank you for teaching me that Yeah. (laughs) yeah because if the woman's menstrual period occurs at those times then the evils resulting from it are irremediable you cannot do anything about it and if you have sex with a menstruating woman at those times you will die
1: Okay. Like eventually, or right then? hundred percent of the men who did it died. So I mean <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say pretty good. Sex with a
0: menstruating woman yeah. at those times is both noxious and fatal to the man. Noxious. It's both noxious mm. and fatal. I don't know why it's both. Wouldn't you be dead? So you wouldn't be being poisoned. But oh, I don't get it. I okay. don't
3: get it. When I feel vengeful, you better watch out. I'll be like, "Ha! Ah, surprise, sucker!" <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but you're gonna you're gonna like this question, okay? So, on a lighter note, what honest-to-God superpower did Pliny say a woman would have if she uncovered her body while her monthly courses were upon her? A, the power to scare away storms, B, the power to communicate with animals, C, the power to see the future, or D, the power of super strength? Yes. Scaring storms, communicating with animals, seeing Uh. the future, or super strength?
2: I wrote B because I haven't answered B yet. Great.
1: I wrote A because um, that seems like you would have the most serendipitous circumstances
3: of it. (laughs) I said B because I just thought it would be cool to be Snow White and talk to animals. (laughs) I, I said B
0: because I like Disney. Yeah. Fair enough. It's it's not B. I wish we we got that one too, but we got oh. you got it. It's A. We got the yes, power to scare on, away on storms. The board. Oh, you got to be an X man. Yeah, yeah. hailstorms, whirlwinds, and even lightning will be scared away, as well as all other kinds of tempestuous weather. The what? Oh, <gasps> I didn't Wait. know hail could whoa, get whoa. scared. So, naked chicks on the front of a ship. Oh,
3: ah. ready? Oh, nice. Out at
0: sea, he says, a storm may be lulled by a woman uncovering her body merely. Even though not menstruating at the time, and so <laughs> oh, well, storms are perfect. So here's apparently. what I think: TNA no, not storms, sailors. Right? This is totally something made up by the sailors to get women to take oh. off their clothes. Right? Like sure. that's totally what that is. I mean, so what if you're not menstruating? You could just try it. Just try it. Just take it off. It's okay. Just Flash the storm. It'll
3: appreciate it.
0: Worst comes to worst, nothing bad happens, and we all see you naked anyway. So um, <laughs> I think sailors made that one up, but whatever. That,
2: that's probably true. Yeah.
0: Um so in some parts of natural history though the men seem to decide there are some good things maybe about menstruation. Um Pliny says, "Baneful as it is, there are certain remedial properties in this fluid." For instance, if a woman strips herself naked while she's menstruating and walks around a field of wheat, the caterpillars, worms, beetles, and other vermin will fall from the ears of corn, which oh. I don't understand because I thought we are in a wheat field. Did someone translate this wrong or does it does, does, doesn't make sense to me?
3: What? No, no, Maybe. the blood turns the wheat into corn. Oh. Yeah, okay.
0: And then all the insects are
1: like, I can't eat this. They're like, oh, they're oh, just I, fall off. Yeah.
0: Perfect. So which of these uses of menstrual blood was not recommended by Pliny? Hmm. A, treatment for certain types of fever, B, topical application for gout, C, a salve for sunburn or wind rash, or D, a treatment for the bite of a mad dog. Fever, gout, sunburn, mad dog.
2: I said D because wasn't the mad dogs caused by this in the first place?
1: Yeah, I put the same answer. I thought maybe maybe that was not reversible. <laughs> At that point.
3: Why are we all choosing I just heard dog and I was like there's a theme here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I went with D. <laughs> you guys are thinking too logically to be Pliny.
4: Oh. Pliny is gonna
0: contradict himself a million times. This book is so long, of course he'll contradict <laughs> himself. The answer is C, the sow for summer and wind rush. All the other things, you know. Here's my favorite quote though, from Pliny is that Another thing universally acknowledged, and one which I am ready to believe with the greatest pleasure, is the fact that if the doorposts are merely touched with the menstruous fluid, all spells of the magicians will be neutralized.
3: Okay. First time I've heard of magicians. Huh. This is good. Yes. I like this. So, all right.
0: Um, There you go. I think that might have meant something different. Like, maybe a doctor. I don't know what they meant. I don't by know. You know what? Day, but...
3: I just think about me standing in front of Gandalf being like, You shall not dance!
0: That is a magician. I don't know if Gandalf wants to be called a magician though, but
3: <laughs> he's I like, I'm it. better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do doves and fake fire out of my hands. What are you talking about? Wasn't a real didn't magician. Just
2: some quote about like I'm not a conjurer of cheap tricks. Yes, <laughs> he does say that. Yes. Yeah.
0: I'm not invited to any of his parties. <laughs> None of them. So as I kind of touched on, Pliny also describes lots of different ancient peoples. One of my personal favorites, he talks about, is the monocoli. 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 I'm gonna go with. Also called monopods. Let's just say monopods. They live in India. Apparently, they have. They have only one leg.
4: Oh. But they.
0: But they are able to leap with surprising agility. They also are called the skiapodae because of the special thing they use that one foot for. So. What is it exactly that monopods do with their one giant foot, according to Blaine? Did they, Try. A, lie down on their backs and use their foot to create shade? B, use their long <laughs> toenails to till the soil for their crops? C, sit on the edge of the water and stir up a small whirlpool for fishing? Or D, use their giant foot to mash sesame seeds and extract the sesame oil? Hmm. Shade, tilling, water, or sesame seeds.
2: Mm-hmm. I did B, but I don't know why.
0: Fair enough.
1: I did C, because I was thinking that they were going like, to use them like canoes. Okay,
0: okay.
3: So
1: Whirlpools is probably close, close enough.
3: Okay. I said A, because if you're going around in one leg, you're going to get hot. You want to <laughs> shade that. You want to you wanna not have those UVA, UVB as much as possible, so...
0: You nailed it. It's definitely A. Put, <laughs> on their, back, put their leg up in the wow. air and hold their foot to block out the sun. That's what Pliny says that they are like. Anyways. That is real special, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought next we could do one of Pliny's signature medical cures. I've talked enough about them. They're okay. overcomplicated, they're odd, and they certainly didn't work. So let's cure some epilepsy.
3: Okay. Oh, so, let's, so
0: let's cure some epilepsy. Cure epilepsy. Which one of these remedies is not recommended by Pliny? A. Eating the heart of a black jackass outside on the second day of the moon. B, no. drinking the urine of a male hair mixed with wine. C, eating lightly poached bear testes. Or D, drinking fresh gladiator's blood. Which one of these is not a cure for epilepsy? Can
2: you, can you repeat what B was?
0: Yes. I'll just do them in order. The heart of a jackass, urine of male hair, bear testes, gladiator's blood.
2: Okay, I said B because I feel like we talked about
1: something about urine and mixing with blood. Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm suspicious.
1: Yeah, B seemed way too simple.
3: I said A. Heart of an
0: A just sounds right up there for <laughs> me. I want that. So, you're right, B. B was the one oh, that yes. that oh, I I had to make up. It's hard to try to make up things that sound as crazy as Pliny, okay? It's really hard. No one's <laughs> blaming you. I know. I just want everyone to understand um, but if none of that works, you could try eating dried camel brain with honey or vinegar. hmm Um. Both
1: pair really well.
0: <laughs> two opposing flavors. Cool. Got it. I'm sure but Gordon
2: Ramsay would approve of that. Yeah. What if
0: you want a preventative of epilepsy instead of a cure, like you want to prevent? Okay. So, Pliny says, quote, the brain of a she-goat passed through a golden ring is given drop by drop by the Magi to babies before they are fed with milk to guard them from epilepsy and other diseases of babies.
2: Is epilepsy a disease of babies? No. Okay.
3: How come it's okay that to be a Magi but not a woman, you know? Uh, <laughs> that's a good after point. After reading that, I
2: That's an extremely know. good that's point.
0: Right. Yeah. That's what I got from that. This is totally unrelated, but I came across this, speaking of goats. Uh, restless babies, especially female babies, can apparently be soothed by an amulet of goat's dung wrapped in a piece of cloth. Give that to your baby. Maybe that's why epilepsy is a disease of babies, because they're so germy.
2: That's
1: true. Maybe. They do love touching things. Yeah. And playing with, like, dung wrapped in cloth.
0: They would, they would love that. Well, especially
1: if you give it to
2: them. That's just some yeah. kids'
0: stuff. Yeah. So, we covered this early, but this book is, is really big. Really, really, really big. And uh, so big that, like I said, the topics are just crazy. There's topics you would not expect. So, which one of these is not a chapter title in <laughs> natural history? A. Methods of Preserving the Breasts from Injury. B, 10 very fortunate circumstances which have happened to the same person. C, the man who was pronounced to be the most excellent. Or D, the woman most suited for the generation of offspring.
2: Oh, so Matt, that sounds like definitely something a man would 10 do. 10
0: very fortunate circumstances, the man who pronounced to be the most excellent or woman most suited for generation.
2: I said
1: A because I
2: want to read about that. Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, I said A because if they're so dangerous, these women folk, why would we be protecting them?
3: (laughs) I said C because it's the closest to a Wayne's World reference I'm going to (laughs) get. I
2: was just thinking that too.
0: Hey, So the answer is D. (sighs) There is a chapter called The Man Most Suited for Generation, but not women for some reason. I think they, I I don't know why. Um, So just in case you were wondering, the man who was pronounced to be the most excellent... Was one Scipio Nasica. Oh, good He's name. In. This yeah. is the text all on that skipped. page. The only text is Scipio Nasica is the only individual who, since the commencement of the Roman era, has been declared by the vote of the Senate, confirmed by oath, to be the most excellent of men.
1: And he would, like, back nice. Dosecchi's, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> does anyone want to know how you protect the breasts from injuries? Yes. Yes. Okay. You oil them. That was a whole chapter. <laughs> you awful, oil- can okay, keep going. You oil them with goose grease mixed with oil of roses and spiders. Confid those bad boys. spiders.
1: Spiders?
0: Please, ridiculous. I can't. With a straight face sometimes, this is hard. Okay, right. okay. Sorry, what was that? I need to write okay. that
1: down. Uh, oil. Said go- uh,
2: goose, goose grease. Goose grease. Goose Rose grease.
0: oil and a spider. Do you imagine some Rose
2: just- oil spiders yeah
3: yeah okay great I mean, thanks
0: i mean i we were to do that but okay Spider- well, i see you, you walk
3: down the street with a goose and a thing of spiders i know what's up we're on yeah. our
0: last question of the round here we're going to go back to another of Pliny's very creative medical remedies and this time it's for wounds so i'm going to tell you the cures and then you can tell me what kind of wound we could be treating with these curves okay okay the ashes of the burned horns or hair of a she-goat used either internally or externally Mm-hmm. Attaching the paunch, which is the like, stomach and intestines, dung and all of a she goat to the wound, um, use a kid, and by that I mean a baby goat, not a child, mm-hmm. um, which was just killed, and singe its fur, fur to fumigate the wound. So these are our three cures suggested by Pliny to a certain type of wound. Is that wound A, sunburns, B, scorpion stings, C, snake bites, or D, arrow wounds? Sun, scorpion, snake, or arrows?
2: I'm going to say A because I wanted to say arrows, but I've been wrong a lot, so.
1: I just figured that arrows were the only ones that created a puncture wound where you could do internal uh, versions of the medicine. That's a good point.
0: I probably should have thought about oh, that. Oh, I assumed he just meant you ate it. Anyways. Oh, well, I
3: went with D. Also, on the whole, he loves throwing stuff mm. at stuff. I thought he arrows, does, I thought <laughs> arrows yeah. would be like his like top choice. How could I not?
0: Well, those cures were all for snake bites, so. Oh. so you know
1: too
2: bad
0: we I, I nothing else to say. That about so that. Simple, I really right. if only any of this made it. any sense it doesn't though so whatever that's the end of round one you ever thrown a snake <laughs> from horseback from, from a horseback <laughs> Take, who has done that someone's done that in the world but yeah. who um, new
2: Zelda new Zelda <laughs> <laughs> snakes
0: okra snake of time
2: yeah. snake of time <laughs> Ouroboros oh, of time
0: Ouroboros of time So this round is player's choice. We're still gonna ask the same types of ridiculous multiple choice questions, peppered with facts that I make you listen to. Um, But firstly, you will choose a topic. Any body part, I will figure out if I have something to match that. If I don't, I'll make you pick again, but you're just gonna go around and take turns picking body parts and I'll ask a question about that. So let's go start over here. Tron, you can choose first. Ooh, body part. Body part, ankle. ankle body part. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Good okay. choice. Good choice. Well, I didn't specifically write anything for so ankle. Family feud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> answer. Yeah. <good> answer.
2: <laughs> Let's go to the board. <laughs> Show me ankles.
0: We're gonna go with joints. Okay.
2: okay. Yeah. Sounds good.
0: I knew. I, you know. I just kind of generally make questions. So I think this fits. So, in Natural History, Book Twenty-Eight, Chapter Thirteen. Mm-hmm. The title is Remedies Derived from the Human Excretions.
1: Great. Oh boy. <laughs>
0: Well, among, the, a banger. among the remedies you can make from the human body, Pliny says that those medicines made from the scrapings of the bodies of athletes are more excellent than from other humans. So we're not talking about, you know, scrapings. Like, yeah, we're not talking about urinary feces. We're talking about like sweat and stuff scraped off an athlete's body, like oil and sweat.
2: Nice. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know if that's better or worse, but whatever. <laughs> They're used, these scrapings are used know to treat everything from inflammation of the rectum to contractions oh. of the uterus And they highly recommended them for all types of joint pains and joint sprains. So here's our question. One other type of scraping is even more effective, joint medicine-wise, than that of the human athlete's body scrapings. Where are those scrapings obtained from? A, the livestock markets. B, the temples. C, the slaughterhouses. Or D, the bathhouses. Mm -hmm. Livestock market, temple, slaughterhouse, or bathhouse. Okay Okay, we're gonna reverse the order here Tron Oh, D for bathhouse
3: Because that's a lot of fodder There's a lot of people to scrape there
1: <laughs> There is
3: <laughs> We'll always have medicine
1: um, I said C Yep, yeah, no reason Okay I said D as well Because
2: uh, I'm dirty
0: The answer is D um, Of course <laughs> I don't Nailed
2: guess. it <laughs>
0: scraping the people in the bathhouse, or they're literally scraping like the bath oh I they're squeezing of- yeah. the floor
3: i'm gonna yeah. change my answer had i not been such a pervert
0: i mean you got it right so <laughs> uh we're gonna move on everett you can choose a topic okay oh actually uh, don't choose yet i want to tell you one i'm thing. not
1: going to choose
0: <laughs> okay. I'm gonna i I'm going to tell you that another cure for joint pain is an ointment of lion's fat and rose oil anyways go on
1: rose oils bro
0: if you popular, can get fat really from a lion go nuts i'm gonna <laughs> like, go
1: with ears Final answer. Ears. Ears.
0: Don't worry. Show I have, me ears. I have ears. I have two questions on ears. I just have to choose mine. She has ears, guys. Yeah. I have she ears. She has two of them. <laughs>
1: nice. And two questions. Oh, one,
0: nice. one, one for each. Okay. Yeah. So Pliny had like a ridiculous number of ear remedies, by the way. Like so many. He had included... Oh, Matt. Ingredients were like boar urine, gallbladders of many different animals, castor oil, rose oil, leek juice, honey, pomegranate rind, breast milk, snakeskin, vinegar, wool, myrrh, fat bacon dung ashes of dung anyways fat. that's like 20 yeah. percent of the different ingredients there's way more i'm not going to keep reading is that like
2: bacon fat um yeah. d- delicious I d- no i like it's like, like really, really fatty, fatty, fatty cuts, cuts
0: of bacon maybe that's okay. what i well, you okay. shaved bacon out of fat uh,
1: could be <laughs> sounds delicious <though. laughs> yeah. scrapings of bacon um, i'm Pliny- getting hungry now
0: <laughs> whichever you use Pliny says make sure you warm it up for the ears <laughs> make sure you warm Good. it up um so i found it really funny though that each remedy he would say something like best of all I'll use this cure and then he'd go on to the next one and be like better still use this one But better still, like every one he would say better, every single one. So my question is to you, which one of these remedies is the last one that Pliny says it's better to use? Because in my mind, that means that's the best.
4: Okay. Fair enough. Which one
0: is Pliny's favorite, basically? A, calf urine. Hmm. B, goose goose grease. Again, goose Mm -hmm. grease comes up. C, the foam from a horse's mouth. Or D, veal marrow mixed with rose oil. As was mm. So which one of those is the correct, the one correct answer? This is not a not question. This is the one correct answer that's Pliny's favorite ingredient. Right. What do you got?
3: Oh, see, I got, I got to go with foaming uh, sleeping foam beauty. From or a black mouth. beauty,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: I said that seemed like the most rare. Okay. I went with calf urine,
2: but I don't really know why.
0: It is foam from a horse. Yes, yeah. black oh. beauty. Oh. Calf urine, to be fair, was one of the treatments, but it was way up at the top. Everything was better than it. It was you. You the first choice. You
2: could do that if you're some kind of plebe. <laughs> yeah.
0: You like to
3: like take the easy way out to treat your cures. You could go to the calf. You want to do it. The I know hard you've way. got so
2: much calf urine on hand, so you yeah. know you could just try it first. But
3: you ever tried throwing stuff off of a horse and wiping its mouth at the same, <laughs> same
0: time? Like yeah, I never have. It'll help you I here. Never have done that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's your turn, Lauren, to choose a topic, or I said, I guess maybe a part of the body.
2: Can I can I have boobies, please?
0: Did I write anything for that Probably. part of the body?
2: I mean, we have mentioned it before.
0: Yeah, I was gonna Boba say effects. I think I might have used my only oh, okay. breast question. Let me just check. I mean, I have female problems. No, that's that's a uterus thing. Mm. Nope, I do not I have Elbows? I Very have similar joint topic
2: question? Sure, let's Perfect. go with that.
0: Okay. So, the other joint question is. To cure joint pain, Pliny had a very easy solution of just needing to bathe in some urine. Okay, but the trouble was the urine has to come from a very specific type of person. Of course. So what type, of, calf. Person must... That's wow. calf type of person? person. <laughs> yeah, a That's it. Calf person. calf <laughs> person. A little made
2: calf muscles. Small, small oh, yeah. yeah.
0: What type of person must this urine come from? A, a redheaded boy younger than twelve years old. Hmm. B, a virgin who has yet to have a menstrual cycle. C, a person who has lived on a cabbage diet. Or D, a woman who has borne three or more live offspring. Mm. Redheaded young boy, virgin you, um, <laughs> cabbage diet or live offspring. <laughs> Which is the one that the urine must come from? Oh, C, cabbage diet. Cabbage batch, kids for the win.
1: Yeah, cabbage seems to be the most like readily available, probably. Best way to do this. I answer D because it makes dad on my answer
2: sheet, and that makes me giggle mm. a little bit.
0: Fair enough. That is a logical reason. And as logical as those. But you guys were right. It is. It is. It, it, oh, cabbage diet. Yeah. Yes. You guys I'm are on a I'm roll.
2: catching up, yeah. You are. I should just look at your answer next time. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's been all C's,
1: apparently, recently, so... <laughs> uh yeah that one. okay works. i'll just answer c next time then
0: everyone's <laughs> the only one recording if you're getting it right yeah i totally Are we realized to do that? that i was no. not doing that. i just i said mark your own but i don't really care so if you don't care who wins then yeah I see don't but care i care. care and since so they cares, aren't marking, so them, marking them they're getting zero points oh. Oh. the fact is so if no. one of us marks we all can just
3: understand yeah we, that's true we, we, we could we all just we could all just cross-reference outsourcing well, for some mine of them. are mostly wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. Damn
3: it. All right,
0: we're back in the rotation to you, Tron. You may choose a body part. Apparently not boobies. That's the one thing I didn't think of doing questions for. She mm-hmm. got, like, shoulders or back. Um, let's see what I got. Everyone's doing sets. I, was, I thought I had all the body parts covered. I wrote, like, 20 questions. Let's see. I have bones. I have skin. I have neck. Just do neck.
3: That's okay. pretty close. In so, yeah. yeah, neck's right up Neck there. is the hat of the back.
0: So I'm going to give old-timey people
3: <laughs>
0: a, a bit of a pass for not understanding human anatomy. After all, they weren't really allowed to dissect people for a very, very long time. But I just don't think they have the same excuse for making wild claims about animal anatomy. Like, mm. you could just check. Why would you say crazy things, Pliny? But anyway, so Pliny claims. There are... Three animals who have fused necks made of one single very long bone instead of having multiple vertebrae in there. So, which one of these animals is not on that list of fused necked animals?
2: Okay, got it. Got it.
0: A. Lion, B. Wolf, C. Bear, or D. Hyena.
3: Hmm.
0: Please repeat. Lion, wolf, bear, hyena. Okay. All right, what did you go with? I oh, went with B, wolf. Okay.
1: I went with uh, D, hyena.
3: Okay.
1: I went with C because it's been the right answer. Yeah, historically.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, the answer is C. Yes! yes! Oh! Yes, yes, yes! Yes, yes!
1: I gave away the secret that didn't even follow the strategy. <laughs> Take that! Yeah, Yeah, yeah
0: so what? Uh, <laughs> Well, but it's funny because we're jumping our all around, so my answer, it just happens to be C every time we pick one of the questions. Right. No, I'm just an oracle. Lions, yeah. wolves, and hyenas all actually have seven neck vertebrae, like most mammals. I don't know why he decided they had a single fused neck vertebrae. Did they
2: even know what vertebrae was?
0: Did he just confuse he one He said, seven. like, neck bones. Yeah, more like... Okay.
2: like did they he even
0: know what animals, animals are? I don't know why they're so silly. They had lions. Anyways...
1: <laughs> At last. I get to choose you um, get to choose sp- spleen please
0: <laughs> you guys are making my life so difficult <laughs> no I did not I did that. liver can we do liver maybe
1: yeah I guess they're close I enough
0: do minor organs like, I had to write all these questions
1: <laughs> I will so settle funny. for liver
0: <laughs> liver okay I thought I had everything so covered you're so funny I love this okay um, liver is somewhere here swan's heart liver. Okay. So Pliny actually has a chapter titled In what animals the liver increases and decreases with the moon.
2: Like in size? Yeah. No, no, yeah. Like, like get more, more, e- more liver e-
1: efficiency? No, no, more or less liver.
0: Like the tides. Okay. Yeah. Like
3: the size of the liver.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, okay. So he writes that in the small liver of the mouse, in the, the small liver because well, it's more why it as yes. opposed to the yes. big liver. Yeah. Yes, because livers have lobes, and they thought it was, like, different livers instead of just the same. Uh. Anyways, The number of lobes corresponds to the day of the moon, and there are as many lobes as she is days old, which doesn't make any sense put together, but that's what he wrote. (laughs) So, Pliny thought the size of these mouse livers would also increase at what time of year? A, a blue moon. B, the winter solstice. C, the fall harvest. Or D, the spring equinox. What you got?
3: Well, I'll put C because I'd be silly not to, and also harvest. Okay, yeah.
1: I put harvest. I had to think that that's when they're consuming the most, making the most liver. It has to be C because C's been the right answer. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep
0: going with C. Why you guys are being so logical? The answer is B, the winter solstice. That oh. makes the liver bigger in the mouse for some reason. C, you betrayed me. Makes no yeah. sense because plenty makes no sense. That's what I'm trying to teach you. Is that plenty? It's makes freaking holiday magic. magic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's get another question over here.
2: Uh, earlobe. She has two ear questions. <laughs> I do have another part.
0: ear question. I'm going to go with the other okay, ear question. Okay, fine. Yours are so funny.
2: Eyebrow? Does he have an eyebrow question?
0: I have an eye question. Oh, yeah, do an eye question. I want to do an eye, eye question. question. Yeah, okay. let's do an eye question. Okay. We're going to do another ancient people's question here. Nice. Um, Pliny wrote about many different people that had very unique and special things about their eyes. So, which group of people... Did Pliny not describe a natural history?
4: Mm.
0: A. People with sea green colored eyes that saw better at night than during the day. B. People with eyes of gold flecked red who could start fires with their stare. C. People with two pupils in each eye and could kill you with their gaze. Or D. People who spend all day every day with their eyes immovably staring at the sun. <laughs> So, seeing better at night than the day, start fires with their wow. eyes, kill you with their gaze, or staring at the sun. Got it. All right, Tron. D. Staring at the sun. Staring at the sun.
1: B. You obviously made that one up. I
0: yeah. obviously made that one up. Obviously.
2: <laughs> okay. I, I also said B because that sounds too cool to be like something he would say.
0: Yeah, I did make that one
2: up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Suck it, Pliny. You're not dang. cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, he wrote someone could kill you with their two pupils. I don't know. Starting a fire crazy. is cooler. Oh, okay.
2: yeah. Gold flecked eyes. and stuff that sounds like an X Men. Darn. Yeah.
3: The more yeah. we or look Harry at Potter this, even, no. <laughs> this guy's the That's origin rad, of everything we love in film.
0: All right, we sh- we could do one more round. I think we should do one more round and then move on to the final round. Excellent. Let's so, do it. One more body part. Lungs. Lungs. Oh, I thought you were about to suggest something sexual with the actions you were just doing, but then you chose lungs. I was just doing jazz hands. Surprise. I have no I idea what that. you're talking what, about. What's going I on on that side of the table? table. Both, like, thrusting. <laughs> all right, Hips. all right. Hips question. That's Hips. how jazz hands, hands work. Yeah, I just wanted you to ask jazz a question about low libido or high libido, or, or, like, you know, I just wanted it. But I do have a question about lungs, and it's pretty Let's fun, it. too. So Pliny has a chapter about lungs, obviously, in which he just kind of rambles on about anything that he can think of related to lungs. Like, he was just like, the smaller the lungs are in proportion to the body, the greater the swiftness of the animal is. Very few of the aquatic animals have lungs. Which he just <laughs> randomly says. He <laughs> also states the chameleon has the largest lungs in relation to the size of his body. They take up the whole internal cavity. And he oh. goes on to explain how that works. So, how does Pliny explain the location of the chameleon's other organs, since its lungs take up all the room?
1: Fanny a whole.
0: <laughs> I should have I I made that one up. No. A, the other organs are inside the chameleon's lungs. B, the chameleon has no other organs besides lungs. C, the chameleon's other organs reside in its arms and legs. Or D, the other organs are pushed into the chameleon's tail.
4: Hmm.
0: Inside the lungs, no other organs, arms and legs, or tail. Where are the other organs? Huh.
3: B, no other organs.
2: Tail. I think.
0: Tail organs, okay. I
2: said B, two because it sounds like the stupidest answer.
0: You're right. Of course. You finally got yes, into course. the plenty mindset. Yes! You got into the, plin- five. the plenty mindset yes. of the stupidest answer. You got Yikes. it.
2: Stop. We got to have one answer that we stop all get correct, so we
3: can do like it. multiple <laughs> high yeah, fives. Yeah, that's going to be A try five. Yeah, A try five. <laughs> A 15. Right.
1: Love it. Your turn. Okay. Um, let's do hair.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Long, beautiful hair. So, so, so. This is uh. Hmm. I don't really have hair. I have head-related conditions and headaches. That's yeah. totally yeah. hair. Those come from hair. Yeah. Which one, which one would you like to do? Headaches or
1: head-related issues?
0: Okay. <laughs> it came with hair.
3: Actually, do yeah. the other yeah. one. Yeah. The other one's better. I'm the other one. Okay. I the illusion of choice. Aww.
0: <laughs> well... This is just like Plato's The Cave. It's much funnier, I promise. Okay. Pliny had lots of cures for headaches, and and many of them didn't involve eating anything or drinking anything gross, which is amazing. So which one of these potential cures for headaches was not suggested by Pliny in natural history? Okay, another not question. A, pouring vinegar over a front door hinge and rubbing the mud from that over your forehead. B, okay. tying a woman's bra around your head. C, tying a mare's lead over your head. Or D, tying a rope used by a suicide victim around <laughs> your head. Wow! <laughs> Which of those things did Pliny wow. not say?
1: Okay. Hmm. What do you? Very think? interesting.
3: I went with B because why would you even put on a bra?
0: Okay.
1: That's a good point. Uh, I went with A because I don't think people, you know, have big, vast gardens right at the level of their handle for their door.
0: Gardens? Gardens? Gardens. Yeah,
1: you said you put vinegar on the door handle and then take the mud from that.
0: Door hinge? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're washing it out with vinegar and that. No, I'm thinking dirt. like
1: putting they, a little bit of dirt below the door hinge. No, not,
2: no. Because
0: ancient Rome. There's no. not <laughs> a lot of dirt in Rome, you know? Not a lot of dirt okay, in Rome. Okay, anyway. It's a clean place. I also mm-hmm.
2: said B because I don't think uh, if they had bras, he wouldn't know about them because that's a woman thing. That's gross. Mm, good point.
0: He actually said that was his favorite way to cure headaches. Really? <laughs> Maybe he's kind of a pervert. too. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, um, yeah. So, interesting. So. so the correct answer. Which is not something he said was C because I actually just realized as I was reading the question that I forgot to write an answer. Um,
1: so you could, good job making one up.
0: Yeah, I wrote in here something equally ridiculous because I was supposed to replace that with an actual answer, but I stumbled. Oh. That's why I stumbled over that answer. So I know, was I, I thought that was
2: just dramatic. Like I was I was like, whoa, this must be a really dramatic answer. Yeah, <laughs> totally
0: what it was. And on that note, I hope that's the only time I did that. Go ahead.
2: Um.
0: Say something about sex because I have a lot of. <laughs>
2: why don't you choose? A, why don't you choose one then? Yeah. choice. Yeah. I don't know what you've got, so no, give ask, me an I'll interesting question. I'll ask
0: that question. in the next round. That's so, okay. Oh, give me an interesting question. Give you an interesting question. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll do a very quick.
2: Scroll. You seem like you have some favorites, yeah. so give I mean, me give me your favorite question that we haven't answered yet.
0: It's a hard. It's hard, but let's go with let's go with the toothache question, because Plenty oh. had lots of toothache cures. Um, my favorite was he told you to procure a hippo- hippopotamus's left tooth and rub it in your mouth. Hmm. So if you didn't want to do that, rub it in grindy. your mouth. Mm-hmm.
2: So like put in your mouth like a lollipop. Um,
0: mm. just rub it in there, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, that was and a good uh, hand motion. <laughs> yeah, and podcast James viewers, James you're James not going to see that, but nope. Very uh, funny. The thing is, in my mind, how would you know it was a left tooth unless you were there to get it yourself, and in which case. Stage left or my left? To the this would most definitely kill you. So I'm just trying to, anyways. So if you didn't want to do that, because they only have like
2: two teeth, don't they? Like four teeth or something? That's like a small number of teeth.
0: Yeah, a small number of teeth. Yeah. Not two, but yes. Okay, great. Um, you could take a wolf's head. Alternatively, burn it to ash and then just eat the ashes. So that's something you could do. Hmm. Just the head. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't
2: get
1: the rest of that.
0: If all yeah. <laughs> else,
2: <laughs> there's too much shoulder in this, it didn't work.
0: But if all else fails, Pliny says take some earthworms. Boil them in oil, Mm. and then do what with them? Mm. A. Drink the paste dissolved in wine before your first meal of the day. B. Inject the paste into the ear on the painful side. C. Rub the paste onto the painful tooth. Or D. Apply the paste to your belly button. Yes. (laughs) Which is what Pliny told you to do with this earthworm paste.
3: I will say C. Rub it. Just rub it in there. Okay. I
1: said D, because not everything else seemed too logical. Okay. Yeah, belly buttons are funny, so
0: I mm. said D. Um, the answer is B. You want <sighs> you to inject the paste into the ear on the side that you have Look. the toothache. Wow. So that takes us through oh. our first two rounds, and now we're going to get to the creative Mickey Eppie wordy round. Nice. Except <laughs> we're not making up the words so much as the answers, but Mickey Eppie answer round. Make makes you have to
1: be answer round. Yeah. Got, cool.
0: So you all have your slips of paper?
1: We do. We sure do. I'm
0: going to ask some questions. Just write your answer down, fold it in half, and pass it to me. So we'll start with my little factoid, which is that, you know, horses are important to the Romans, so Pliny wrote a lot about horses.
3: Of course. Um, so
0: here are my favorite things he said about horses. Um, the horse is born with a poisonous substance on its forehead known as hippomane.
2: Ooh, okay. No, no.
0: The sexual passion of a mare is extinguished by cropping her mane. Oh. I'll cut her hair. My, uh, okay. My very favorite one is, quote, It is well known that in Lusitania, the mares, by turning their faces toward the west wind as it blows, become impregnated by its breezes, and that the foals which are conceived in this way are remarkable for their extreme fleetness, but they never live beyond three years. Yikes. It's well known, he says. The wind? It's well known. From,
2: from, from where? Lusitania? Yes. Where is that? I don't know. Okay.
0: Yeah. You, you should the look West. that one yeah. The West. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my question.
2: Sounds like a very fertile place.
0: Horses, according to Pliny, absolutely cannot follow in the tracks of a wolf. Oh. If they were to do that, what terrible thing will happen? Mm. So I'm going to give you a minute to think of the answers here.
1: Answer submitted. I think mine was too logical. Yeah. How, how do we win this round, by the way?
0: This is going to work exactly Are there winners? Like this is going to work... This going to be me. Okay. So, okay. Exactly. Okay. How does Everett win this round? <laughs> like a board game, which has no name that I know of, in which if somebody thinks your answer is correct and picks it, you will get a point as well as getting points for guessing the correct answer yourself.
2: Oh, so you know the right answer?
0: Do I know the right answer? She
1: knows Pliny's answer. Oh, yeah,
2: well, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get,
0: I'm, there's three of you and one of me, so we all have one answer, and I'm going to make it a multiple choice again.
4: Oh, so, oh I see how I this see. works. So, okay,
0: great. A is the answer. In case everyone forgot, by the way, because I know you know, we just have to think about our answers. What happens if a horse falls in the tracks of a wolf? Right. A menstruating women are given the vote. B the horse will literally explode beneath the rider. Mm-hmm. C, the sea becomes unsalted. Or, <laughs> or D, they become a wolf-horse hybrid called a worse. So, A, menstruating women, B, literally exploding, C, the sea is unsalted, and D, becoming a wolf-horse hybrid. We're going to start with every, if everyone has their answers, or do we need some time to think about it?
1: Uh. You can come up with that the last moment. It's C.
0: You think the correct answer is C? Yeah. The C becomes unsalted? Yeah. Okay, that would be very dire consequences. It would what be. What do you have to say?
1: I'm going to
2: say the horse explodes. The
3: horse explodes. I also want the exploding horse because I think he would find
0: that very tragic. Yeah, this is what. Yeah, yeah. The horse explodes beneath mm. the rider. Nice. Just literally explodes. That's mm-hmm. impressive.
2: Spontaneous horse bustion. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that, that that's, didn't need, that's a pun that didn't need to be made. But you know what? I went there.
0: Yeah.
2: Now all we're right. all going to have to deal with that.
0: <laughs> so our next two questions are going to. Well, be who it.
2: is who is C? You you because you said C. Whose answer was that?
0: Oh, that's true Tron. That's I my mean, answer. Was nice. Yeah. Good yeah. answer. So good uh, job. Uh, good answer. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> 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 good trickiness. Okay. So just because I mean, who wouldn't want to? Let's do the questions I have on uh, low and high libido. Of course. So let's start with low libido.
4: Okay.
0: Um, Because if you need help in the bedroom, Pliny's got you covered, right?
4: Great. Um, It's an encyclopedia.
0: So it's clearly chock full of aphrodisiac recipes. And you could eat or drink something for sure. But I went, you know, focused on the, um, hmm, amulets he has suggested. So Pliny... I don't like the way
2: you said amulets. Pliny
0: has suggested many things as amulets you could use as aphrodisiacs. So, my question is, what are the ingredients of an aphrodisiac amulet? There's lots of them. So mm.
1: I've officially sealed my answer.
0: I don't know if
2: that one's good, but it makes me laugh.
1: We'll see if it makes us laugh, too. Do you want
0: me to read the whole thing? Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I now yes, know yeah. which one. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do,
1: actually.
0: You would know. Okay. After I read the whole thing.
2: I've been accused of many things in my life, but not one. Uh, one of them is not being subtle. Correct.
0: All right. So I've asked you to tell me the ingredients of an aphrodisiac amulet, according to Pliny. It is the correct answer... Live baby goat, wrapped tightly in a sap-doused tarp. The teeth of a right jaw of an amphibious crocodile, worn on the right arm. Goose grease, gladiator's blood, calf urine, and rose oil. Or, rose oil, bear cub urine, and bees. Not the bees! (laughs) 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 not the
2: bees. (laughs) Ah, Specifically not the bees. So,
0: (laughs) once more, A. Live baby goat's Saptost, tarp, B, teeth of crocodile on the right arm, C, goose grease gladiator blood, etc., and D, not the bees. Let's start with you, Everett.
1: Uh, I said B. You said B. I okay. did say B. Not, no. not, 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 bees. not bees. Okay. So not the answer
3: D. Not D. The cro- yeah. The with croc- the bees, master. but, the, right. but yeah. the
1: answer B, right? Yeah. 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 I
2: also said B.
0: Okay. Oh, I went with the bees because <laughs> it was amusing, right? Yeah, <laughs> you just got to pick the one that's most amusing. Yeah. yeah. So that was um, that was Warren's answer. If anyone was still left wondering, I'm assuming the, the bees, bees not
1: the bee, right? Right. Yeah. right. Okay. Right.
0: B was the correct answer. The teeth yes. of the right jaw of the amphibious crocodile worn on the right arm. Um, you could also make an aphrodisiac amulet out of the right section of a vulture's lung in a crane skin, or hmm. a rooster. Sixter <laughs> Oh, yay. Or rooster's right testicle wrapped in ram's skin. Yes, right was clearly, there was a theme here on the the right. It's
2: right-handed bias. Yeah.
0: Um, So for our final question of our Pliny the Elder quiz show, we're going to talk about if you, you know, maybe you're having too much sex okay what
3: if, such my problem
0: what if you want what if you want to lower your libido mm-hmm. which i think is more likely that you're doing to someone else secretly to make someone God. else not have sex than do it to yourself i mean that makes more sense to me why would it you have make more sense to sense. anyways yeah. i'm thinking that you're slipping something to someone so they don't have sex with someone but Pliny does have something for this he terms them antaphrodisiac. aphrodisiac oh that's aphrodisiacs okay for instance, he says, a lizard drowned in a man's urine has the effect of an ant aphrodisiac upon the man whose urine it was.
2: So wait. Okay. so he just drowns it and then
1: like no. does he have to like eat it afterwards? No, I think no, someone else drowns it, just it in his urine? Hangs about. And you're like, oh, So
2: they have to collect his urine and like then this lizard. Yeah, a lizard yeah and, and then, then
0: dunk the lizard in there. And then Pliny doesn't say what you do with the lizard. Yeah. So I'm questioning what you do with it after, but
1: I don't know. Maybe it's
0: just the act that. of draining the lizard. Yeah,
1: maybe. So. So. Is this where, like, drain the lizard comes from?
0: <laughs> yeah, bleeding the lizard?
3: Oh, origin story.
1: Yeah. I'm going to. Oh, boy.
0: I'm going to tell you a few more examples, and then you're going to tell me what you think Pliny recommended as the ultimate ant aphrodisiac.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So. Another example is that you could pee, well if you're a man only, if you're a oh. man, then you could pee on top of a dog's pee.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's and
0: a pretty that's big turnoff. An you could also oh, this is my territory. take the testicles of a gamecock and rub them with goose grease and wear them around.
4: Mm.
0: These are ant aphrodisiacs. So please tell me what you think Pliny's most recommended ant aphrodisiac is.
2: Should it be like anti-aphrodisiac? Isn't, isn't anti like a Roman or like a Latin suffix or something? Isn't that where we got that from? I don't know. Isn't it Greek? Is it? I don't know. You're the expert. Yeah. Why don't you teach me about
0: it? Well, the whole point is I have to look things up.
2: <laughs> For shame. You should just know these things. Just Everything. I can't believe you. The
0: whole point is lifelong learning. When you have a question, you should go learn it. But I'm lazy. Um then you should suggest an episode to my email.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Numeral 4, not Numeral the, four. the word right. four. That's Got right. It. Exactly. So, we're back with the question, what is the ultimate and aphrodisiac according to Pliny the Elder? Is it A? Kick a menopausal bear in the ankles under a new moon. B. Convert to Christianity and be eaten by a lion. C. Goose grease, gladiator's blood, calf urine, and rose oil. Or D. Drink snail and pigeon droppings mixed together with olive oil and wine. Do we need them to... No, everyone's got it. No, got it. (laughs) Yep, got it. Alright.
1: D. Because everything else results in death. It's not quite the same. D is definitely the most disgusting answer, so that's the one I went for.
3: Oh, we all with D snail trail. <gasps>
0: so you guys are getting them all right now. Oh, <gasps> look <at the> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Good. yeah. It's a pretty good. Uh, it's a good way to finish the wish show. came true. Three yeah. direction high five. I'll put a it. A try there. five. It's so a try five. Oh, I never heard that. I like that. I like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's cute. So even though there are many, many questions in which I painstakingly wrote and didn't get a chance to ask you, I felt like I had a very excellent time. And I want to say thank you to Warren and Tron for coming on our podcast and doing a quiz on a Sunday night. That's so much fun, I know. But uh, I hope you enjoyed yourselves.
2: It's fantastic. Have Um, me back again soon.
0: I was going to say, I hope to come back sometime. I hope Mm -hmm. maybe one day we'll have some guest presenters that will present us episodes about what they want to learn about. That would also be cool. Hint, hint, hint.
2: But I'm lazy. (laughs) We've been over this.
0: That is fair enough. I just thought I'd pressure you on air. No problem. (laughs) Um, So once again, I would like to repeat that I have created finally an email for the podcast. Teach me something for the numeral, not word, at gmail.com. Um, I also want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Teach Me Something. Once again, I'm Melissa.
1: And I'm Everett. And I'm
2: Warren. And
0: I'm Tron. And I hope you learned something new.
2: I've become educated.